This is Ian Dayborn. Cambridge 105 Radio. Oh my goodness, it's crazy this year. So it's weird. You know, we're arguably at the beginning of a major recession. We're all being hit with great big heating bills and God knows what. Yet we want to spend our money on going away. And I think this is a kind of an accumulative situation where we've probably been a bit tentative for getting on for three or four years now about travel or we've stayed close to home or we've compromised what we're doing. And now we're thinking, you know what, if we're in for an extended period of austerity or or whatever else is being planned for us, we need to go somewhere and we need to go fast. So it's kind of paradox situation where we may be feeling a bit hit in our pockets, but we still want to put travel at the top of our list. It's a time when a lot of travel companies, tour operators are kind of vying for position. Um, There are some great deals if you want to book ahead. And of course, loads of us like to do that. We like to have something to work towards. And planning and everything is obviously great if you've got time to do it. But there are also some really good last minute deals. And that doesn't necessarily mean leaving tomorrow or Saturday or next week. Some of these quotes, last minute deals are actually, you know, six weeks away. So depending on how neurotic you are about planning, six weeks for some people is way too soon. But for other people, that's enough time to kind of get things together, budget a bit, get the guidebook, plan, you know, pack your suitcase. That's actually planning for some people, isn't it? So there's lots out there, loads of places to go and lots of new markets emerging or places that perhaps aren't so new. You know, we've heard of them, um, but they're coming back into the fore because more and more people want to go. And we'll touch in a little while on some of those emerging locations that you spoke about. When we talk about last minute, if there are last minute deals to be had, have you got any sort of advice on where should people should start to to search out those deals? And, and what does last minute mean? Where might you have to make compromises? As always, if you're going to book with anybody, make sure that they're properly accredited, that they've got all the licenses and everything. And that's easy to do in the UK because it has to be really, really upfront that they're APTA and ATEL bonded and everything. So still look on the internet. If you're internet savvy, some of the best deals are there without a doubt. Um, you'll still find people that do want to go in and book with a travel agency. You pay for that privilege, but there is some reassurance in that. And I understand that people like the personal interaction. But for me, I would look online if I could. And I would start with a really basic search, cheap holidays and put the year and the date and just see what comes back. It's fun. I mean, researching for this show, obviously, you know, I was pretty much doing that, imagining that I was an ordinary holiday maker looking for some ideas and inspo. Lots of great things came up. And then you can dig deeper and, you know, set aside a decent amount of time. You need a few evenings, don't you? But it's something you can do with your tablet, sat on the sofa, with the TV going, keep a piece of paper there, jot down some great notes, remember or bookmark where you've seen the deals that look interesting and, you know, make sure you keep a note of the websites. For me, you know, you know, I love Latin America. So I'm really pleased to see that Cuba is still there as a real favourite. And it's still really good value, whether you book ahead of the game or whether or not you snap up something for next month, next week, whatever. It's still building itself. Um, it's not yet as established as it wants to be. So it's still trying to pull people away from more established markets. It's still trying to entice you 
it's a beautiful place to visit, full of history, full of culture, full of music, full of great food. It's just one of those places that seduces you. And, and people I talk to always want to go back. So it, it says a lot. And at the moment, um, loveholidays.com, you just put down £25 deposit. That's right. all you need to find. And for the holiday resort of Valderero, it's £976, all inclusive per person. And, you know, that's it, isn't it? You haven't got to find anything else. I haven't got to worry about budgeting once you're there. But if you do want to buy something over and above your all-inclusive price, it's cheap. So any unbudgeted last-minute things you want to do on a whim, it's not going to break the bank. These days, I find, and I've done this myself, if you're going somewhere or you see a hotel you like or a resort you like the look of, you can tap in the name of the resort and the word review and then go to videos and you will often find loads of people have put videos of the place that uh, you can actually see a video of it. People do um, walk rounds on their own blogs and things. So, yeah, you've got the official, you know, you may find something on the tourist board. So say, for example, you're looking for the Palm Bay view in Phuket in Thailand or something. You know, you might be able to go onto TripAdvisor and look at some pictures and weigh up the bad reviews and the good reviews and get an overall feel for it. But, yeah, if you put like travel blog and put Palm Bay view and see what comes up, you might find that, you know, Wendy from America and Fred from Birmingham have put up videos of their own experiences. So you can really be fully briefed, not just from the travel brochure at the high street agency that's trying to sell it, but warts and all. And then you can make your own decision. Latin America, South America is uh, is an area that's worth uh, checking out, isn't it? It's really dear to my heart. And obviously, when I started um, travelling in the 90s, It was a sort of place that you went to if you're a backpacker. Not many Europeans went, you know, because there were kind of always concerns about safety and things like that. I travelled alone in the early 2000s. I drove around. I was everywhere in the cities, in the country, in the back roads and the main streets. I never had any issues at all with safety. It's like being anywhere else. It's like being in London. You avoid the places that don't feel right and you go to the places that, you know, feel good and have the vibe you want. So I would always say to people, don't worry about the stereotypes of South and Central America. Just make positive, good choices about where you go. It's incredible. It has a buzz about it. It's like Spain amplified because the culture is so much richer, you know, obviously Spanish origins, but it's like it's yeah it's like it's been kind of given extra vibrancy it's the colors are greater music is louder and it's everywhere you walk along a street it's coming from car stereos you get on a bus it's booming out of the bus radio you go to a hairdresser you go to a doctor's surgery and people are moving in the doctor's surgery to the latest salsa classic so there's something infectious about it and I feel that it's one of those places that you can very easily take to your heart so it's a good place for people to go because it's it's quite accessible. Now, talking about accessibility, the one thing that has always put people off is that flying to South and Central America from the UK usually involves stopping off somewhere. I usually choose to stop off in Madrid um, and fly with Iberia because then you can start getting tuned into the language. Um, but it makes the flight itself perhaps more expensive than going to, you know, North America or other destinations. But the thing is, putting that to one side, once you get there, the exchange rate is so ridiculous that everything is really, really cheap. 
So you kind of have to weigh these things up. And yeah, you can sort of think, wow, that's a, come out as an expensive flight if you're used to flying to Europe on Ryanair or EasyJet, as you and I are. Yes. You know, but if you if you fly there and then start to do some proper budget research, you can pick up hotels and you can pick up great places to stay in the jungle, in the city, in the countryside, on the beach for very cheap prices indeed. And once you're there and you're spending your, say, your Colombian pesos, it is very, very, very affordable on a day to day basis, even if you're a big family of five or six. That's the great thing. And I would say, look at places like Colombia, which um, was always the kind of pariah of South America, but today is visited by all sorts of families from all over the world, in much enjoyed, especially places like Cartagena, which is a massive cruise ship destination now. Yes. So if you go to Cartagena, you'll find mixed nationalities holidaying there on the Caribbean coast. It's palm tree heaven, it's idyllic beaches, it's islands, it's water sports. But it's also, um, imagine like Old Town Marbella with the old colonial houses, with beautiful painted doors and the balconies and the architecture. It's also got all of that, plazas and amazing restaurants. So those kind of places are a hit with me. And anywhere along the Caribbean coast, really, in Colombia, and places like the Panamanian Islands, Bocas del Toro, those kind of places, the Pacific Coast Islands, places that you may not have necessarily have thought about before. Give them a go. Costa Rica tends to be more expensive because it's much more developed and has a very established American tourist base. But still, it's great value. And you can see wildlife that you've only watched on David Attenborough. And you can see it up close. And it's a reality to see that wildlife. It's not like, well, occasionally, once every five years, we see a so-and-so. No, it's there. So you can have these amazing once-in-a-lifetime experiences in South America. It's incredibly accessible from the jungle to the beach. There are all sorts of good deals there at the moment. For example, the Caribbean coast that I mentioned in Colombia, all sorts of places now doing 20% off those deals. I found all-inclusive from £900 per person. That's including flights. But if you book your flights and then book small family-run B&B, you can find places to stay, um, family rooms from around about £50 a night. Well, Sarah, you've given us some great ideas there. It's always great to chat to you. Thank you ever so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. This is Ian Dayborn on Cambridge 105 Radio.